In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the 255th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. We're going to title this episode a look at Matt Ryan's restructured contract. Got a hold of it this morning of the summary and we're going to go over that for you. We're going to then we're going to hear from Georgia coach Kirby Smart and Georgia defensive end Aziz Ajilari. And we have something from uh, Paul Alexander on Ben Cleveland, the big guard from University of Georgia. Then kind of check in on the free agency tracker of the Atlanta Falcons. We told you it was going to be value signings, and we're starting to see some of those here in the last few days. Eric Harris. Brandon Copeland, Lee Smith, Barkevius Bingo, and running back Mike Davis. But without further ado, let's get to this Matt Ryan contract here that uh, we finally got to look at. Look at the official transaction of the restructuring of Matt Ryan's contract. The date, March 15th, 2021. Team Atlanta Falcons. Agent of record, Thomas J. Tom Condon. Although we believe uh, Todd France, uh, you know, did some of the work for CAA too. Uh, veteran round, current status, active. Birth date, May 17th, 1985. Now we'll go back over here for um, the APY, average per year, $30 million. Three average per year, 32.7. Four average per year, 30.5. And the fifth average per year is 30 million. So the cash value of the contract as restructured is $74,750,000. Total guaranteed, 21. No option. And there's an option year exercise. First voidable year, all those are blank. Here's what happened. The Falcons converted partial 2020 base to fully guaranteed 21 league year roster bonus and treated the OATSB for salary cap purposes. Those are uh, bonuses uh, likely to be earned. And then $15.5 million additional total guaranteed from the prior contract. So that's the key words here uh, on this uh, document. The comment area. Comment here. Partial 220 base to fully GTD guaranteed 21 LY league year Rossbone. 
R-O-S-B-O-N, roster bonus, and treat it as a O-A-T-S-B for salary cap purposes. Semicolon, $15.5 million additional total guarantee from prior year. So, what does all that mean here for the Atlanta Falcons that dropped Matt Ryan's salary cap number down from the highest in the league to 26.9? It was 40.8, so that recreated the room for them to get everybody, uh, get everybody signed and give them some room to go get a couple of these value-free agents. The cash number is 23 million. The cash running number is $23 million. And if you um, add those together, that uh, fully based guarantee, that's how, that's how you get there. Then uh, 2022, this is what's, what it looks like now. Base salaries, $2 million in 2021. They moved it all to the, to the <laughs> fully guaranteed. Uh, 2022, 16.25, so you can do it again. But then that's another push. And then 2023, the base salary is $20 million. Uh, last, uh, they're escalators each year. The escalator in 2021 is $11,662,500. Escalator already achieved at time of renegotiation, added to comply with the 30% rule. 2022 comment 9.075 million escalator already achieved at time of renegotiation added to comply with the 30% rule. Okay, comment line on 2023 9.9875 million escalator already achieved at time of renegotiation added to comply with 30% rule. So here we go. Base salaries split. Don't have to worry about that. Roster bonus 36. Don't have to worry about that. So there it is. That's um, Matt Ryan's contract. Also known as the Falcons ATM machine. They um, Six years. 150 million. This was the fourth time they had to go back in here. Uh, and, and you pay him up front. He's been performing. No problem there, but um, it's the reason. It, it was there for the backup plan. They didn't want to do it this way, and it was explained to me by Thomas Dimitrov a couple times. That hey, yeah, you got a couple guys. Once you give them a lot of money, you got to worry. You know, you got to know that they're going to be around. So if you need to bump money up into the contract, uh, you can do that. And so they weren't planning on this. Uh, they were hoping that the people they drafted could play and they would be on the roster and they'd have a championship team. But, of course, you know, we've gone over the drafts, especially since 17, on how the players brought in have not uh, saved Calvin Ridley and late rounders, uh, Fourier Ulicon, uh 
you know, it's one other one that comes to me. I'm, I'm not, not uh, getting here right off the top of my head. But, you know, other than, um, you know, those guys, they've been missing in the first, second, and third round. You know, going back to Duke Riley, uh, even back to Jalen Collins. Marlon Davidson didn't do anything last year. Um, you know, missed in the fourth with Harlow. Kaminsky can play. Uh, he played last year. We'll see what he can do in his third year, making a jump up from D2. So, um they were counting on having a roster full of young guys, uh, and it wasn't going to hurt them that much under the cap. But if it did, they had the ATM, which is uh, Matt Ryan's contract. And I thought the new regime would try not to go to the contract. Uh, they didn't want to, it's my understanding. But uh, it, was set, it was set in place this way by the former administration to uh, bail the team out if something went wrong. And uh, a lot went wrong with the draft picks. Uh, Fowler didn't work out. Gurley was a one-shot deal. You know, they got what they could out of him for that year. So uh, all of the personnel moves, you know, save for one or two here or there. Oh, the other player I was thinking about with Foyer was Russell Gage. You found a slot receiver when you thought you was just drafting a special teams guy. So that's value. That's certainly value in the, uh, I believe he's sixth round. No, Foyer six. And, uh, you know, Gage is, I don't have my stuff right in front of me on him, but he was six or fifth too. So uh, that's why the Falcons had to use a contract. Those are the numbers, and I'll probably uh, – about to write a story on this one, you know, the deck clears a little bit on Matt Ryan's restructured contract with the official wording and so forth that uh, has the Falcons in the current situation that they are in. Now, the uh, in, NFL PA official numbers reflect that they have $44 million. But that's not count. That's with 34 players on the books. They don't have all the contracts on the books. Uh, they don't have the top 51. They don't have 51 players, and they don't account for the rookie. So we're waiting for their accounting system to catch up. But we do have Matt Ryan's contract, and and want to share that with you here on the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. So without further ado, we were over at Georgia. Well, we were home for Georgia's Pro Day this year. We went over there, but we did zoom in with Coach Kirby Smart and uh, several other Bulldog players. So we're going to share Coach Smart with you here. Aziz Ojolari, potential first-round pick, and then the big lineman Ben Cleveland. From um, his interviews and from Pro Day, it's from – Coach Paul Alexander on SiriusXM today discussing his worthiness of the pro foot playing in the National Football League. Well, let's go to Kirby Smart from Pro Day discussing Aziz and a couple other issues. Uh, Monte Rice, I think, starts it off here. I want to be at Georgia. I want to be there. I want to be a Bulldog. And it meant a lot to us to be able to get him. And he pushed through injuries this year. Never had a kid that practiced as hard as Monty does. And it hurt him that he couldn't practice this year every day and try to help with the team. But he tried to go out and play on, on Saturdays. You know, and then Richard's story is very special, as you noted, because you know, there was a time where we weren't sure um, that he was going to be able to come back play. I mean, there was a, there was a few minutes there where I didn't know um, what had happened. It was a scary moment. It makes you realize there's a lot more to life uh, than football. 
time for two more questions. Let's go to Jennifer Lee Chan, followed by Daryl Ledbetter. Gosh, Aziz has made a huge jump in his final season there. Where do you see his ceiling, and what does he bring to an NFL team? High character, um, toughness. I think when you when you start trying to build a defense, whether you're in the NFL, college, or high school, it starts with what kind of toughness do you have, okay? When you rank tough players, Aziz Ozawara is really high. Uh, he strikes, he has contact, he's never shot away, he doesn't... He doesn't complain when you go full pads. He wants every part of it. Um, he, he, he's a high character player off the field. Uh, he's going to be an asset in the locker room. He makes your whole team better, but he's also talented. So I'm excited to see where he goes. Somebody's going to get a, uh, a great young man in his age. Yeah, Coach D. Orlando Ledbetter from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Um, just can you discuss Aziz and what teams are asking you about him and then also uh, with Coach Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot being up there today. You're glad to see that relationship continue to, to work with the Falcons under that new regime. Absolutely. Uh, as far as Aziz, I mean, I, I'm a, every team that I talk to today is probably the first question uh, I get is, you know, what do you think Aziz is? Is he a Sam? Is he a DPR? What can he do outside rushing the passer? Is he going to be able to play in space? You know, there's a lot of questions there that they want to know because they're talking about investing a lot of money uh, in those those high draft picks. So they want to get a lot of information on those guys. And as far as uh, Arthur, Arthur and Terry, they they've been great. You know, they've reached out, uh, got a relationship with both those guys now, and. Uh, They've been awesome to UGA in terms of reaching out and communicating, uh, just like the last half was. Thank you. All right, Coach, thanks for your time. Uh, we will have more players following shortly. All right, that was Coach Kirby. Let's go to Aziz here. Uh, out of Marietta High, redshirt sophomore, probably could have went back to school and made his way to the top ten, but, hey, you know, it's all about getting to that second contract. So he's coming out. And uh, it's looking like a late first round, early second round draft pick. And what's a, a pass rush starved draft? First step. And I can also drop in coverage too. So just not getting the pass rush out of me. You're getting all, all three downs. I can play all three downs for sure. Aziz, you don't really have to worry about what you say anymore because you're not, you don't, you don't have to talk to anybody after this is over. So I wanted to ask you about the rest of the outside linebackers and, and you know, obviously you and Jermaine are gone. There's going to be a lot of snaps to go around. What, what, what can you tell us about the rest of that group, Adam Anderson, Nolan Smith, and, and kind of the, uh, their ability to meet the standard that, that you, you know, basically set this past year? Oh, yeah, that's going to be – it's going to be a whole lot of sacks coming this fall for sure. They let Nolan, Nolan and Adam and no sleep on Bill too. They, they let those boys get off the edge – it's going to be a dangerous spot. There's going to be a whole lot of sacks coming this season. I promise you that. Adam's so fast. Bill, strength. First step, knowing quickness, strength. I'm telling you, man, they let those boys loose. It's going to be a, it's going to be a crazy fall in this, man, for sure. All right, up next, let's have Jennifer Lee Chan and then Dan Wolkenstein. Aziz, are you familiar with the 49ers wide nine style of defense, and how do you think you would fit in with that scheme? Uh, excuse you said the 49ers? Yeah, the wide nine scheme, and how would you fit in there? Oh, okay. I feel like I fit good in eight scheme, really, because here at Georgia, we did we did both. We did four three, three four. We played all around uh, outside linebacker, so we did a lot here at Georgia. So I feel like I'm prepared to play any any position, any scheme. And are you familiar? 
Are you familiar with their coach, Chris Kacarek? You said with the 49ers? Yes, are you familiar with their coach, the D-line coach, Chris Kacarek? Yeah, I mean, I, I had a lot of Zooms with a lot of, bunch of teams, so we, we, we definitely have conversations and everything is going good, so... Uh, that's a no on that one. He doesn't remember Chris Kacarek. Uh, the uh, must be the uh, D line coach out there for the 49ers. So we're gonna wrap uh, one more um, interview. This uh, is offensive line guru coach Paul Alexander. He's been great to us in the past, but was rolling on in from Athens, and uh, he came on the air uh, on moving the chains with Pat Carwin and uh, Jim Miller. And uh, you know, they um, talk, they were talking about linemen, but they got to Ben Cleveland here, and so I wanted to go ahead and share that with you. With him, and he was with uh, uh, worked with him at the Senior Bowl, I believe. Yeah, he, he worked with Clint Bowling, who was my left guard for many years, uh, and Clint works with him here in Atlanta, and he smoked the 40. My God, he ran 485. Yeah. He told me that Ben Cleveland was going to run 485. I would have never guessed that. And uh, so he really helped himself. He opened some eyes on that. And uh, I think he's got really strong hands. He's a big, massive guy. If you remember, he turned his ankle the first practice on Tuesday, I think it was, down at the Senior Bowl. But he's got, you know, strength and mass, and he's barrel-chested, and he's big. And I made the point when we were talking Senior Bowl week that he reminds me so much of Shane Lemieux, the, you know, the, the guard for the Giants from Oregon. And uh, I think that's a, a, a really good uh, Shane was Washington, I think. I may have that backwards. And, uh, but I think he's, uh, uh, I think he does a nice job, and he really helped himself out in his pro day. I got to skip to Larry. Uh, there we go. Coach Paul on Ben Cleveland. The 4, 8, 5, and the 40 really helped. I mean, the hype of him trying to break the 50, nobody really cares about that. He got to 30. That's plenty plenty strong enough. Now, uh, lastly, we uh got to update our free agent tracker. Eric Safe Safety, Eric Harris, came over from the Raiders. Linebacker, Brandon Copeland. Tight end Lee Smith, defensive end linebacker Barcavius Mingo, Mike Davis, running back from the Panthers. Now, Mike played at Carolina last year, was a thousand yard old back, uh, all purpose back. His best year in the league from Stevenson High, South Carolina, younger brother of James Davis of uh, Clemson and former Cleveland Brown. Barcavius was drafted in the uh, sixth overall. He's been a, a gamer hanging around all this time in the league uh, with several teams. So he's got to be a good locker room guy and knows the defense. So, you know, him being six overall, that just didn't, you know, uh, work out. But, you know, it was the Browns, and that was probably about four administrations ago. Lee Smith, the tight end, big tight end, big blocker, 265. And uh, Arthur Smith played. Four tight ends last year, over 200 plays in uh, Tennessee. But that was, you know, with Derek Henry in the backfield to make sure they can crease them edges and so forth. So, uh, But he's got a big tight end in here to go with uh, Hayden Hurst and Jaden Graham. And they could be taking uh, old Kyle Pitts, who's another receiving tight end. So that really wouldn't help the blocking situation. But, yeah, you look for him to get another veteran blocker. I don't think he can bring any inline blockers from college. 
so look at look, you know, the tight end spot's gonna be one uh, where it looks like they're gonna need another blocker or two. Uh, Copeland, special teamer, mostly linebacker, um, uh, but he's a little bit bigger linebacker, so he could kind of set the edge, kind of that Stephen Means like linebacker. Uh, defensive end, so you know they're setting their multiple. So I'm thinking uh, three, four, four, three, five, two fronts is what we're going to be looking for from the Falcons. And then uh, Eric Harris sounds like the free safety. He was talking about getting everybody lined up so they can play fast and be athletic. That's pretty much Ricardo Allen right there. So uh, you know, value signings, quality guys who can come in and. Uh, you know, not rock the boat, maybe help the Falcons be competitive until some, you know, some some players can get in here to, to they can, um, you know, elevate the talent level of these guys. But we talked to Eric today on a Zoom call. He was a very entertaining young man. Good story up on him on AJC.com about how he worked at the potato factory, potato chip factory in uh, Pennsylvania uh, at Hanover before going back to school to get his degree then uh went to ups and was a manager then um went to a hamilton tiger cats tryout camp in buffalo new york five hours and he paid to go to the camp wasn't nobody paying him he paid 80 bucks and uh landed himself a cfl contract with the hamilton tiger cats found his way to the nfl and as a been here since 2016 and actually started uh, a lot over the last couple years with the Oakland, then Las Vegas Raiders. So the Falcons are, uh, you know, bringing in people that know their defense, know their scheme. I mean, just uh, I got to talk to Big Chuck on on how these pieces are coming in because uh, Mingo's uh, 235. He's 6'5", 235. He's an outside linebacker. Looks like he could play behind Fowler, stacking them on the same side for now. And then uh, Brandon Copeland's bigger, so he can go on the right. And then you got Fourier and Dion in the middle in a 3-4 setup. But in a 3-4, I don't know where you put Grady at in. Tyler Davidson on the nose, and then Martin Davidson on the other end. I don't know. I think you're wasting Grady in the 3-4 if you put him at the end. So, um, and then if you go with your 4-3 front, that that uh, you don't have any big enough ends now. Uh, that means you got to go Grady, Tyler, Fowler, and um, Mingo maybe, or or Copeland. So, uh, but then you got 2-2, two, two, uh, Mariner, Jacob 2-2, two, two, Mariner, <clears throat> And uh, you know he could figure in that front too, so you know they got they got a couple options. I was I was thinking Mingo and Fowler opposite each other, but at two forty five and two thirty five, that's too light on the edges. Uh, but if they're playing behind big ends, you know maybe one of them can go, but not both. So we'll see. We got plenty of time for all that and uh, to iron out the the um, depth chart and how they're going to try to play and coach. Dean Pease is multiple defense. So, there you have it. That's the end of our 255th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Matt Ryan's contract. 
Kirby Smart, Aziz Ojalara, Coach Paul Alexander on Ben Cleveland, and then our Falcons free agency tracker update. So with that, take care and have a great rest of the week. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.